This is the Meet Me at the Spot podcast, where we meet at the intersections of sexual health and the world around us. Each week, we will discuss sexual health current events, politics, social justice issues, and more. Get excited because it is time to start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Meet Me at the Spot. I'm your host, Holly, and let's get into it. I hope you all have been having a really good week and are taking time away from some of the shitty news to help take care of yourself. This week, I want to start us off with some positive news in sexual and reproductive health. I've mentioned before that lately things have felt very doom and gloom. And this is not me minimizing how serious and terrifying all of this shit is. I do think it is important to celebrate the good things happening. Let's start in Philly, where pregnant residents will now receive $1,000 a month in an effort to combat racial disparities in infant mortality. Right now, this is a pilot program and participants will also be offered support around benefits and financial counseling, home visits, lactation support, and doulas. In Maryland, lawmakers passed a bill making it easier for residents to access gender-affirming care called the Trans Health Equity Act. In Connecticut, Democrats have introduced a bill that would ban contracts with or payments to businesses that refuse to dispense medication related to reproductive health care, which includes abortion. Also in Connecticut, the transgender flag was raised above the state capitol building for the first time. Democratic lieutenant governors in more than 20 states have formed an abortion rights alliance. I know I likely missed some good news, so if you know of any other good news items, feel free to send me a message on Instagram or email me. This week, we are going to continue on our discussion from the last two weeks around topics you probably didn't learn about in sex ed. As I've mentioned before, I know some folks may have learned some of these topics, and I recognize that a lot of people have not and now do not have anywhere to go for accurate information. That's where I come in. Last week, we talked about pleasure with a focus on sex with a partner or partners. This week, we are going to focus on pleasure during solo sex, masturbation. Questions about masturbation were some of the most asked questions I got when I worked with youth. In many cultures, masturbation is taboo, just like most sexual health topics. For a long time, masturbation was viewed as sinful, and many myths were created about the consequences of masturbation in an attempt to stop people. And of course, we're strictly referring to penis having folks here because back in the day, vagina having folks would never. 
Some common myths around masturbation is that your palms will become hairy, uh, masturbating will make you go blind, or will cause some sort of mental illness. None of these things are true, by the way. In fact, masturbation has very little side effects and is considered extremely safe when we talk about sex stuff, as it doesn't lead to pregnancy or STIs. One possible side effect could be chafing or irritation from not using enough lubrication. And if you need a refresher on lube, go back and listen to episode 7. We talk all about lube there. Fun fact for you, graham crackers and cornflake cereal were originally invented to curb sexual desires and masturbation as it was thought that sugary and processed foods uh, led to sexual desires and the need to masturbate. These inventions were religious ideologies all dressed up in some sort of health reform belief. Let's stop jerking off and diddling around and get down to business. I want to start by saying that masturbation is healthy, whether you do it every day, every once in a while, or not at all. One of the most popular questions I would get is how much masturbation is too much? Often, people are looking for me to give some magic number. And the reality is that there is no number. The only time masturbation is too much is if it is interfering with your ability to go to school or work or participate in other social activities. Now, just so we're all on the same page, masturbation is the act of touching one's genitals for sexual stimulation. There are a lot of benefits to masturbation. First, it can help you learn what you like and what you don't like sexually. This is great. If you're thinking about having sex, you will be able to better communicate what you like and don't like with your partner or partners. And while you're increasing comfortability talking about sex, this is a good time and a good way to practice bringing up some other uncomfortable conversations around pregnancy prevention, STI prevention, and things like that. Next, it can help with empowering yourself and even improving body image by learning how to give yourself sexual pleasure. Masturbation is a great way to relieve stress and to help you relax. In fact, some people do it to help fall asleep. Masturbation that leads to orgasm can release endorphins, which are those feel-good hormones. Orgasms, by the way, are also a natural painkiller and can be really helpful for a lot of people uh, who have period cramps. While we are on this topic of orgasms, we talked about this last week that sex does not need to have orgasm as the end goal. And this message is the same for masturbation. Masturbation should be about taking time to really get to know your body without that pressure of a partner being there. If orgasm is a goal you want to have, that's normal, but it doesn't need to be the goal. So take some pressure off. One way to take masturbation to a next level is what we call mutual masturbation, which is masturbation with a partner. This is a really safe way to let your partner know what feels good. 
Just make sure that you wash your hands after touching someone else's genitals before touching your own. And if you are using toys, it's best to use condoms on the toy and also to clean before swapping toys. This will help to reduce the chance of STI transmission. Some ways to make masturbation more pleasurable is around safety. Make sure, again as we mentioned, to use lube to reduce irritation. And keep in mind, germs from the anus can cause vaginal infections. So it's not recommended to put something in your vagina that's been in an anus, whether your own or your partner's, without washing it or covering it with a condom and then changing that condom before inserting into new openings. Highly recommend that if you and a partner or partners are going to use toys, that you have designated toys that only go in the anus and designated toys that only go in a vagina. That way you eliminate a lot of the risk for those germs and potential for infection. I could talk about masturbation literally for days. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about because we don't talk about it as a society. It's one of those things that is a very, very taboo. So while we're talking about pleasure around masturbation, I cannot tell you what is pleasurable for you because what is pleasurable for you may not be pleasurable for me and vice versa. It's all about finding what feels good. That's the fun part. And it may go beyond touching just genitals. Some people find pleasure through adding nipple stimulation or other stimulation as well. And masturbation is a great way to figure this out and figure out what really feels good. And also to figure out what doesn't feel good without worrying about what a partner is going to think about you. I'm going to include links in the resources, in the show notes as always, and in my link tree uh, for all of you to check out tips and techniques and some really fun strategies around masturbation. So there will be a link for um, masturbating with a vagina, one for masturbating with a penis, and then I also included an article that talks a lot about masturbation for trans folks who are transitioning. And so I think it's really important to have discussions with people who are non-binary, with people who are trans or gender fluid, and talking about ways to explore their body. And it may be different when someone is going through gender transition masturbation may feel different. Sensations may feel different. And that's okay. That's okay that it doesn't feel the same. I am always open to adding more resources. So if there's a really great resource out there that you know of, let me know and I will definitely get it added. All right, let's jump into the word of the week. And this week, that word is support. So it has come to my attention that my family and my own husband do not listen to the show. I know, cue the shocked gasps and all the boos here. I am going to put them to a little test. 
So the first person in my family who texts me the word support before Monday, April 10th, will get a little surprise from me. Speaking of support, I appreciate you all so much for listening and for engaging with my social media. Please, please, please continue to share this podcast with people in your life and follow me on Instagram. I do have a Twitter, but honestly, when I started setting everything up for this podcast, I forgot how much I actually really hate Twitter, and it's really not a platform for me. I am a very visual person, which is why I truly love Instagram, because I can make really great graphics or share graphics that that other folks have made. You can also support me financially by becoming a subscriber to the podcast using my Patreon link. This kind of support is so helpful to pay for subscriptions that are needed to keep this podcast running and to help with the time it takes to put a podcast together each week. I appreciate you all regardless of your ability or even your want to financially support the show. As the podcast starts to build, I am working on creating some merchandise and other ways to show support. I also have recently set up a buy me a coffee link for folks who can't or don't want to have a monthly subscription, but would like to occasionally show support for the show. I will add that link to my link tree and it will be added to the show notes moving forward. As we wrap up this week, I want to remind folks to utilize the anonymous question box. This can help me see the topics you all are interested in hearing about. Also, if you are interested in being a guest on my podcast, there is a guest form link as well. I would love, love, love to have you as a guest and hear about your passion and interest in reproductive health topics and topics that are related to reproductive health. All resources from today's episode are in the show notes. Don't hesitate to reach out to me as I would love to hear from you. You can email me at meetmeatthespotpodcast at gmail.com or message me on Instagram. Until next week, bye! Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, Meet Me at the Spot Podcast. Do you love the show and want to support the podcast? Well, check out the show notes for all the ways to support the work I do. All links related to today's episode can also be found in the show notes. Help others find this podcast by following me and leaving a review and also spread the word on social media. See you next week when we meet at the spot.